This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. The Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on the Blitz 1170 and streaming at theblitztulsa.com. All right, welcome back into the program. Live from Savastano's today, 106th and Memorial, here with our friends from Miller Lite, giving you a chance to win tickets to see the Dallas Cowboys host the Indianapolis Colts. Stop by here on location, get the exclusive text-to-win code, and you could be on your way. My name is Jeremy Poplin. Dion Amade is here today hanging out on this Friday afternoon. Don't forget Oklahoma State basketball comes your way at 5 o'clock today with the pregame right here on the Blitz 1170. And let's hit up that Oklahoma Ford dealers hotline and welcome in the play-by-play voice from Oklahoma State. His name is Dave Hunziker, and he joins us now on the program. Hey, Dave, how's your Friday afternoon treating you so far? It's good. I don't know why you need me on here. Dion knows a lot more than I do. <laughs> I was going to ask you, how annoying is Dion in, inside the booth? Because there are times where Never. I look next to him right now, and I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, you're crowding me a little bit. Give me a little bit of room, Dion. Shoot, Never. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, oh, Dave. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a smart guy. You know, he knows what really is going on. I just spit out what other people tell me. That is, that's correct. That is correct. You know, Dave, the, the one item I think that we focused a lot on this week has been, and I, I guess we could, we could go back however far that you want, but this, the, the overall record might not uh, be – leaning in favor of, say, a, a diehard Oklahoma State fan or for the school. But this has been maybe one of the more competitive and just how about fun rivalries through the country over the last 15 or 20 years when you start to look at some of the, the different matchups that we've seen and the back-and-forth moments in this game. There have been some massive games in this rivalry over the last 15 years or so. Well, who doesn't enjoy or appreciate something crazy in special teams. And that has been all over this thing yeah, for the most part for several years. I mean, you had Brendan Presley's kickoff return last year for a touchdown. You had a fumbled punt by Oklahoma that got Oklahoma State uh, back in business. Uh, you know, they got them, helped get them, you know, the, the lead and, and win the game. I mean, you had just a litany. Of, you know, Tyreek Hill obviously comes immediately to mind for Oklahoma State fans. You go back to the back-to-back Jalen Saunders punt returns for touchdowns in 2012 that were huge. The fake field goal for a touchdown by OU in 13 that was huge. Uh, you had, I think both teams may have had a kickoff return for a touchdown in 2010. I mean, it's just, it's all over this thing. And so the, the games have been highly competitive, adding to that special teams touchdowns, which are as exciting as it gets because they're unexpected. And it's just been, yeah, these games, for the most part, there have not been many blowouts. These have been competitive games, for the most part, that have been very entertaining. There have been some exceptions. I mean, two years ago, 2019, those games were not competitive. Oklahoma won those easily. But even 2018, when Oklahoma State was a big underdog, I mean, they're they're one little throw and catch on a two-point conversion away from maybe winning, which would have been really unexpected. Boy, that's a great point that you bring up on the special teams, and I, I don't know how many other series have had as many big special team moments as as what this one has had. But it's 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 been a variety, right, from special teams to shootouts to 
Uh, we've seen some big defensive plays. We, we had Brandon Whedon on yesterday, and we were talking about 2010 and how that game and the crazy fourth quarter that existed in, in 2010 kind of set the stage for what was a terrific team in, in 2011. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's propelled them on even in, even in the next season with as great as some of these games have been uh, through disappointment and also through triumph. Oh, yeah, it was, you know, the 2010 game was nuts. I mean, and then yes. you think back on how many big-time players there were in that game, big-time NFL case players in many cases. There were tons of them. I mean, and that was true of the series, really, when you think about that little run, gosh, 08 to 10 probably would be. You know, I don't have anything data right in front of me, but probably in that range is when you just had, all kinds of high-level NFL players that were on both teams. And, of course, you know, the better the players, usually the higher the entertainment. And, yeah, I mean, the 2010 game was, was, was as wild as any. 2012 was crazy, you know, with Bell scoring. You know, Cowboys had a chance to tackle him and, and basically end the game and didn't get him tackled in 13 and 14. Those games were you know, we're crazy. There's, there's just been a bunch of them. Even games like, I guess it would have been 2016. Oklahoma State led that game for a good chunk of the game before OU took control about midway through the third quarter. So even a game like that gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. Dave, I've never gotten a chance to ask you, but, I mean, there, out of all the these Bedlam matchups that you've gotten to call, which one kind of sticks out to you the most, and, and what's the reason why it's so memorable? Oh, gosh, probably, you know, for me, it's probably 2001 because that's sort of the game that started everything. Mm -hmm. And nobody holds Oklahoma to zero yards rushing, but Bill Clay's defense did that. You know, he's one, if you listen to our podcast this week, that was sort of my subject was you wanted to talk about complete unsung off-the-wall bedlam heroes. Bill Clay is one of maybe as big a one as any because he shut down Oklahoma's offense two years in a row and really paved the way for Oklahoma State to win those back-to-back -back bedlams, which in turn really started the process for Oklahoma State emerging as a consistent national winner in college football. You know, you held Oklahoma and Quentin Griffin to zero yards rushing and sacked Nate Hibble seven times to the extent that Oklahoma changed their offense because of it. And they said that they changed their offense because of it. So that's one of the – so 2001 is really the one that sort of started everything. And as far as what's happened with our programs, so that, that's probably – you know, 2011 won the Big 12, obviously. That, that goes without saying. But, you know, you, you may have to go back to 2001 just because of what happened because of that. Out of all the games that you've gotten to call as far as in this rivalry, what kind of stays the same? With within the game, what's the most consistent throughout all these matchups? Because I mean, it, it, the games change, the 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 scheme, the schematics of defense and offense have changed. But what kind of stays the same throughout the whole thing? Oh, probably you know, the the special teams element isn't always there, but it's been as prominent as anything. Typically, it's. It's, that's not really been true. I mean, there's been a lot of high-level quarterback play, but that's not always been the case, you know, for either team. But but there certainly has been that. You know, probably the most consistent thing, to be honest, during this run is just the fact that Oklahoma has a ton of pros. 
pretty much every year. There's been a couple of exceptions, but not many. I mean, you know, you, you know, I can't remember. I haven't. I was going to work going to work on this tonight, but I think last year I counted up. I went and looked at NFL depth charts. I did a lot of work on it. I think I found Oklahoma had 16, 17 guys on NFL two deep. That's a lot. That is a lot of guys. And so that's been really consistent. They've had high-level, super high-level players, really good offensive linemen, uh, in some cases really, really good, and a lot of times very dominant defensive linemen. I mean, you know, not like many people could block Gerald McCoy. That didn't work out very well for anybody. <laughs> so there's been a lot. There's been a lot of that. And Oklahoma State's had their share too, but Oklahoma, you know, you know, as I've always said, you give credit where credit's due. You know, you, all you got to do is put together a broadcast chart for a game involving Oklahoma, and then you do the rest of the Big 12, and it's like, well, this one doesn't fit because they recruit the nation. I mean, they have guys from all over the country, and that's not true even of Texas. Dave Hunziker is our guest here on the Oklahoma Ford Dealers Hotline. Uh, Dave, I, I love Mike Gundy's approach sometimes because you'll ask him about a moment that I think was, well, pretty large in the – in the legacy of Spencer Sanders and, and coming in last weekend. And, and Mike's approach is always like, well, I mean, he's got 50-plus starts. You know, that's just kind of what he brings to the table. Uh, but I, I don't know. I like to go a little bit further than that. That, to me, uh, through a guy that's kind of been on the roller coaster of up and down through uh, whether it's play or, 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 the, or comments about him, uh, that kind of cemented for me the legacy of, of Spencer Sanders coming in in a kind of a break glass in case of emergency type moment against Iowa State to come in and just provide so much juice, so much energy, a spark that was desperately needed at that time. And it was across the board. It was offense. It was defense. Uh, that was that was pretty special to see that happen with Spencer Sanders and shows you his true value to that program. Well, it does. And, and no offense to Gunnar Gundy or Garrett Rangel, but when, when, when the guys – the 10 guys on offense that play with him and the 11 guys on defense, you know, have a, a lot of confidence in a quarterback's extreme high level of ability to deliver. And he has done that consistently to where he's established that type of reputation. It affects everybody because they look at that guy. And it's like, you know what? We're fine. It's like Rashetti Jones told me about Wheaton. He said, you know, we always knew it. We just managed to keep the game close to the end. He'd go win it. We weren't worried. He said, so what? We lost the Iowa State game. That was just a crazy aberration. That's meaningless. It doesn't matter. We just got to get, you know, we lost that game. At, he said that change how I feel. Get the game to the end where it's close. Whedon will go win it. And Blackman will help him all as well. No big deal. Not worried. I mean, and that's how they felt. And they played like it. And played with a lot of comfort. And, you know, he, you know, here's the thing. Spencer didn't even go through warm-ups. He's in the locker room. He didn't even go out there and warm up for the game. I don't know how many people know that. He didn't even go out there. He just, you know, he wasn't going to play. And they got since like, can you go? He's like, sure. <laughs> he goes out there and throws it seven, eight times in a row. And the next thing you know, you're ahead. And uh, everybody is bouncing around and, Life is good. Yeah, you know, and, you know, the thing is, is that it's tough for a, a young quarterback in this system, and it was for him. But, you know, what he delivered last year uh, with the type of season we had. And, you know, this, this one's not over by any means. But, you know, his, his legacy will be uh, – it'll be 
easy to uh, quantify. And again, especially what happened, you know, no matter what happens this year, you can't take away what happened last year. And he had a huge part in that for sure. Dave, you mentioned a lot last week about the big thing on the defensive side, the turnovers, and not just the turnovers, but the drop-dead turnovers. Could you do me a favor and explain that to, to, to some of our listeners and how you think that will come into play in this week's game versus OU? Well, it's something I just kind of came up with out of the blue. I, I kind of live in a land of make-believe, so sometimes I just make things up. Uh, so <laughs> about oh, 10 years ago – you know, turnovers are one thing, but turnovers that happen inside your own 30 or inside the opponent's 30 are so damaging, you just want to fall over dead as you've just killed yourself. So that's where I came up with this term, <laughs> and I keep track of it. And, you know, especially if it looks like a team has a trend in that. Iowa State, you know, it was easy to see why they were struggling because they had as many drop-dead turnovers. I think they, by the time they left Stillwater, they, they have either 12 or 13 drop-dead turnovers if you are doing, making those kinds of mistakes at that rate, you're not going to win games at all. It's not going to happen. I mean, you just can't because you're either giving points away or taking points off the board. Either way, it's incredibly damaging. You just can't afford those kind of mistakes. It's like anything in sports. It's all the same. Success is a lot about managing your mistakes. If you're playing golf, and you hit some in the trees, and you can punch out, and you make a, a few pars, maybe a couple of bogeys. You throw in a couple of birdies, and you shoot 77. It's like, you know what? It's a pretty good day. That same shot goes five yards further right and goes out of bounds. You're making double, and you shoot 88. And you're like, I can't play for crap. I stink. And you feel bad. It's all about managing mistakes. And when you have those kind of drop-dead turnovers, it, they're so costly, it's hard to recover from them. So you just can't. You can't, in a, in a game like this, you know, in, in a game where, you know, let's think back to last year, for example. I mean, I think each team had a couple of, you know, each team had drop-dead turnovers, if I remember correctly. And, and it's just, it shifts, in a, in a rivalry game like this, those types of mistakes shift momentum so drastically that uh, it can be hard to get it back. Oklahoma State survived that last year, but it's, it's hard to commit drop-dead turnovers, even one, I think, in, in a rivalry game like this. And, and recover from it because the, the momentum wants to jump around anyway. Man, it wouldn't be a Dave Hunziker appearance if we didn't get a golf reference in there somehow, some way. Of course. Dave. So let me let me <laughs> let me go ahead and, and put this in in a, in a place where you'll 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 love to break this down. The two quarterbacks that we're looking at in this matchup, one is you know going on the greens that he's not familiar with where, you know, he's not played in this rivalry game before. And on the opposite end, we, we go to a guy like Spencer Sanders, who this is pretty much his home course. I mean, he's, he's played this game yeah. uh, quite a few times. So how does that – do you, do you think it really is something that we should look for to affect their play or affect this game in any way? Well, I just think you look at – and no offense to Gabriel, but – I just think if you look at just the collection of work, perhaps more significantly is, 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 is this, more significant. And that is the fact that Oklahoma State has probably has a quarterback advantage in this game, and that is rare. I mean, as good as our quarterbacks have been, that is rare. I mean, you know, Oklahoma just trotted out Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray and 
Jalen Hurts consecutively, all NFL starters, in some cases high-level NFL starters. So, yeah, it's not like they put clowns out there. These guys are all pretty good, continue to be pretty good. And Oklahoma State has some good quarterbacks, but, you know, even when Mason Rudolph was there, I mean, as good as Mason was, the reality is Baker was better. And that's, you know, that's okay. Good for him. Uh, but in this case, I think Oklahoma State has the advantage, certainly experiencing this game. I think overall body of work, uh, you know, Spencer is is the more established guy and has achieved the, has achieved more. So how much does that matter? How can Oklahoma State maximize that advantage, if it is an advantage, I think that it is. How much do you manage that? You know, how much? How can you manipulate that advantage as much as you possibly can? Because Oklahoma has advantages in other areas. The Sooners run the ball tons better. Eric Gray is a terrific running back. He's very, very good. So, so how? But the quarterback's the guy with the ball in his hands the most. How can you? How can you? Uh, you know, man, you know, maneuver that. Use that to the biggest advantage that you possibly can. I think that's a huge part of this game for Oklahoma State is, you know, hey, looks like you've got the better quarterback, and he can do lots of different things. How do you maximize that? Dave, last one from me is outside of the running game, and I guess it caught me a little bit by surprise yesterday when we were discussing the Oklahoma running game and uh, in totality 13th in the country, uh, much better than what I just thought it would from a distance. Uh, outside of the running game, what are a couple of keys to you uh, in terms of Oklahoma State in being able to come away with a victory? Yeah, you, you got you have to stop their you have to. I don't think you're going to stop their running game, but you better at least been able to control it. You know, it's Coach Gundy. You know that we, Oklahoma State's always struggled to defend their counterplay, so you've got to at least be able to manage that. So I think that's a, a huge part to this. And then for Oklahoma State, it's you know. Don't be don't be picky about how you move it. Whatever you need to do to move the ball, that's fine. Whether it's running, whether it's throwing, whether it's trick plays, whatever it takes, that's okay. Uh, you know, you, this is a it's kind of a unique game you're in. Again, you have the quarterback that has the more experience, who's incredibly athletic. He's healthier than what he's been in several weeks. Hey, let let him. You know, and, and you need to. You know, Oklahoma's given up some big plays. You're going to, you need to hit some. You need to take advantage of that. And again, whether that's in the run game, whether that's in the quarterback run game, whether that's on the scrambles, whatever you you need to hit some big plays off them. You know, your offensive line is in 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 such a shape that you know trying to sustain 12, 13 play drives. You know, you may be able to do it a little bit, but it's probably hard to expect you, that you can hang your hat on that. Uh, you're you're going to need to hit some big plays and. You know, you have the people, Spencer Sanders, and then with some of the receivers like Johnson and Bray who are healthier, uh, you have guys that can do that. Dave, awesome stuff, man. I appreciate you uh, joining us uh, here on a Friday and uh, being able to put up with Dion one more time because then you're going to have to put up with him tomorrow. But uh, greatly appreciate everything that you do. Looking forward to the call coming up uh, tomorrow as well in Bedlam. And like you said, sometimes you just you fill out the – you fill out the, the spotter board, and then, uh, you know, you just kind of do your own thing, and the game takes care of itself from there, man. But I can't thank you enough for taking a few moments to come on with us. Oh, happy to do it, guys. I enjoyed it, and uh, we'll look forward to tomorrow. It's going to be great. Sounds great. Have a great afternoon, Dave. Thank See you, guys. You, See you, Dave. All right. That is the great Dave Hunziker joining us here on the Blitz 1170.
You okay now? You good? What do you mean, man? You seem nervous. I was cool. He was a cucumber. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I do. This is my profession. You seem like you were a little nervous. I because, was, you know, uh, it's not every day you get to. Because uh, boss man was on, was on the phone. <laughs> they're, they're always listening. They're always <laughs> listening. That indeed they are. Yes, yes they are. How you doing? I'm all right, man. Yeah. I'm all right. So, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I'm uh, I'm a little bit, a little bit worried about the uh, the weather, the weather. tonight, <laughs> and uh, how it's going to affect the sickness that is that I've been dealing with now for the last two months. So. You're really, really just you know pushing it towards that line and going closer and closer to that edge. Oh, I know. And when I fall off the cliff, it's going to be spectacular. Goodness gracious, you're going to be unbearable. Yes, yes, I will. All right, we're live from Sabastanos today. Hanging out with our friends from Miller Lite. Getting ready to dive into some <laughs> za that is just staring at us right now. I can't stand when people call it that za. Why? We're not in an alien universe. It's pizza. You za. don't like when we shorten things in uh, the English language now? I mean, I'm not go that far and say I hate that. But like, just I wouldn't look at that za. pizza and call it sus I, at all. Like, we'll see. We, we have to shorten everything now. You hang we're out lazy. with too many college kids. We're way too lazy. Uh, but with Miller Lite giving you a chance to win tickets to see the Cowboys and the Indianapolis Colts, stop by here, get the exclusive text to win code, and you could be on your way. We're going to have the uh, drawing for these coming up on Monday, I believe. Yeah? Yeah. And and don't forget, you can always text us as well because we pick winners off of the text line as well here on the Blitz 1170. That's Time out. We'll come back with more next here on the Blitz Live from Sabastano's 106th Memorial with our friends from Miller Lite. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.